This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. We will be putting out tips and advice with respect to Halloween. You won't see us put out what I would refer to as uh, rules. Here's Jerry Callahan. All right, this is uh, about, we, we, try, we shoot for to do about an hour here, an hour here in the Callahan Podcast. So by the time we're done this morning, I'm going to guess... Four or five more iconic restaurants, bars in Massachusetts will be out of business. That's the goal of uh, Charlie Baker. He wants to put at least a dozen restaurants out of business every day. And four or five more New England Patriots will test positive for the coronavirus. It's uh, The hits just keep coming. The news just keeps breaking. We will get into all that today on the Callahan Podcast with Tom Shattuck. Uh, we'll preview. We'll preview tonight's uh vice presidential debate we will uh we will tell you about the latest closings it's depressing it's sad and it's sickening that uh our elected officials don't seem to care that they are decimating decimating the private sector decimating the uh hospitality industry and we'll give you the latest the latest rule the latest draconian rule uh, in a big city in Los Angeles, but it'll spread. It'll be here in no time. It'll be in the, all over the place, New York. It'll be everywhere. These governors, these mayors, as we tell you almost every day, are out of control. We'll get into all that today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you, as always, by our friends at DCU. Love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and the loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Tom Shattuck is here. Dave Cullinan is here. Um, I don't even know where to begin, guys. I got like I did, like I said yesterday to Reamer. I usually have a page of notes, things I want to get to. I got like six pages today. It is such a wild time. We have a big debate tonight. I don't know if it matters, but I like my guys. I like I like my guys' chances. I really do. And uh, we got all kinds of. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's a snow day. The latest cancellations. You know, it's not a snow day. It's a, in, in Massachusetts, it's Charlie Baker Day. In New York, it's an Andrew Cuomo Day. Every day, these monsters wake up and say, what restaurant, what bar, what iconic, what movie theater can I destroy today? Um, if you're Andrew Cuomo, you wake up and say, are those, are those Jews, are those Jews acting up again? Let's send in the troop. Let's send in the brown shirts. If you haven't seen it yet, it's amazing. The Jewish community in Brooklyn revolted. There was a Jewish insurrection. It's kind of like the uh, Warsaw Ghetto in New York. And God bless them. God bless uh, these defiant Jewish folks because they said, we're not taking it anymore because Cuomo, an anti-Semite and a thug, has singled them out. So they have said, we're going to do what BLM does. We're going to set fires. We're going to fight the cops. And they did. If you haven't seen the video yet, it's wonderful. There's a, there's a Jewish riot going on, or there was, in, in, in uh, New York. We don't have any riots in Massachusetts. We just have an out-of-control governor who is, who is just feeling, feeling it, feeling cocky, feeling like he can do anything. And he's, you know what he did, Shattuck? You know what he did yesterday? He threw us a bone. 
he told the people of Massachusetts that he's not going to cancel Halloween. Christmas and, and Thanksgiving, he, he, they're he still on the table. You have four little kids, right? You have little kids everywhere. Right. Are they all waiting, like nervously waiting for the governor to give them a blessing and say, I will let you walk to the next door neighbor's house with a bag and get a Snickers <laughs> bar? Well, yeah. I mean, we're we're wondering exactly what's going to happen. Who here. gave him the right? Yeah, you hear people talking about like using a like a candy uh, gun to shoot the candy forty feet from the house to the kids, so that they can be socially distanced. But uh, yeah, a bunch of towns have canceled canceled Halloween. You're not allowed to walk around at night and and solicit candy anymore. Um, and a lot of times it's up to the police chiefs, but they don't want to have, get any grief from from Beacon Hill as well. I'd be surprised if my town now, um, if we have Halloween up here, I'm, we're, I'm next to I'm next to Newburyport. By the way, where there is breaking news up here, Jerry, you know, the, in Newburyport, which is a nice town, a little north of Boston, uh, the classic old toy store, called, toy store called the Dragon's Nest is closed. A great bar. That's after 38 years. A great bar called the Thirsty Will is closed. I just went there yesterday, just took pictures of a bunch of places that were closed. But a bunch of the restaurants are closed. The school is staggered. Unfortunately, which makes it horrific for parents now. And at any time, parents know it's a regional school that the Pentucket school could close and that they're going to have to alter their work plans and alter their their daycare plans and alter their lives. But thankfully, Jerry, we've got great news. Last night, the school committee voted to get rid of the name Sachems. So there we go. I, I don't I should stop harping on on the governor and the mayors. Because they're they're despicable. I mean, Charlie Baker is beneath contempt. I mean, he is the worst of the worst. Well, not worse than Cuomo, but he's he's bad. He's a hardcore authoritarian liberal who wants to control your lives. I can't wait to see his ass voted out of office. I, I it bothers me when he calls himself a Republican. He is not. But when do I? I'll ask myself this question, Jerry. When do you blame the people? When do you blame the voters? When do you blame the morons who live in these towns and think trick-or-treating puts their children's lives at risk? I mean, that's just stupid. If you believe that, you're not just a sucker. You're not just a sheep. You're stupid. Um, this is uh, the, this is the governor, uh, not the governor, the mayor of uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, Dominic Sarno. He canceled Halloween. You know. I, I'd love to see in the in the state constitution in the char in the in, I'd love to see the statute that allows a mayor to cancel Halloween. And I'm dead serious, Shattuck, when I say this. Are we waiting to see if they cancel Thanksgiving and Christmas? Is that like next on the agenda? Excuse me, Governor. Do you mind if we celebrate Christmas? This is madness. This is absolute madness. We've reached this point where we're waiting. For some hack politician who got elected, that's all he did. He got elected. That doesn't make him God. That doesn't make him a, a virtuous human being. He just got elected in Massachusetts, where we elect the worst retrobates. We were elect, you know, uh, uh, Barney Frank and Liz Warren and Ed Markey and just these sleazy people. And then they determine whether we can celebrate Christmas or, in this case, Halloween. Here's well, I mayor. think Thanksgiving is in the chopping block because the Thanksgiving, origins. You're right. You know what, Tom? You're right. They've already canceled it because they've canceled high school football and they've canceled turkey trots, you mm -hmm. know, road races. So what's left for like a community 
celebration of the holidays. So you're right. They've canceled Thanksgiving. Now we wait. We wait nervously. Charlie, Mr. Baker, sir, Mr. Governor, is it okay if we celebrate the birth birth of baby Jesus? Would that be okay? <laughs> or 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 will you or will you tell us will you will there be a re, an edict from above that says no Christmas this year? And and I'm telling you, I I do have to at least share the blame or or or, or point the finger at the people out there, these morons, my neighbors, my friends who say, yeah, he just wants to keep us safe. Okay, neighbors, <laughs> if Tom Shattuck's kids get dressed up like whatever, Batman, or what, what are your kids going to dress as? What's the popular costume? Uh, Paw Patrol, which has got its own problem. So Paw Patrol takes a little sack, a little pillowcase, and goes next door, and the next-door neighbor drops a Snickers bar in his bag. That doesn't hurt anybody. Tom Shattuck's little children aren't going to get the virus. And even if they do, they're not going to die. They're not even going to know it. It's not a problem. It's not. And you know what? Uh, uh, Trump was right. It's not, It's the flu is worse for Tom Shattuck's kids. The flu is worse. If you don't understand that, then you're stupid. You're not well read. You're not well informed. Anyway, back to the mayor of Springfield, Massachusetts. This idiot, Dominic Sarno, quote, it boggles my mind why any family would want to potentially put their child or children in harm's way for a candy bar. Once we defeat this COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, we will, many of our traditions will come back and we will be welcomed. Okay, I reiterate, we elect morons in this state and in, in many states, New York and mostly liberal states, red, uh, blue states, mostly in the Northeast. But he thinks if Tom Shattuck's kid goes next door and gets a candy bar, his kid's in harm's way. Question for you, Mayor Sarno. What harm would that do to Tom Shattuck's child? Tom Shattuck's six. How old are your, how old's your kids? Ten to two. Ten to two. How I don't know, did you have a six-year-old, a seven-year-old? There is one in there, yeah. Oh, good. How does that put Tom Shattuck's six-year-old in harm's way, you freaking moron? Yeah. These people well, don't care. They're not asking. It doesn't matter. They're just, they're aroused. This guy, Dominic, Dominic Sarno, has a little pup tent in his pants. He's aroused when he wakes up in the morning. He says, how can I exert my power, my, my, my newfound influence on people's lives? Same with the thug governor we have, Charlie Baker. Yesterday, he did a press conference from a restaurant in Salem. I assume it's, you know, shuttered. I assume it's bankrupt because he's done that. With this mayor of uh, Mayor Driscoll of Salem. Now, Salem, if you're not aware, if you're not local, is a big deal on Halloween. People come from all over to dress up, all these idiots. I mean, I'm not my thing, but that's what they do. She has hired people. She called them something. I don't know what she called them, like downtown patrol or downtown, you know, Stasi to go around <laughs> downtown Salem and make sure people aren't breaking, the, make sure everyone has a mask. Not just a Halloween mask, but, you know, a mask to cover their mouth and nose. Make sure the businesses don't let people stand too close together when they're stopping in to get a coffee or something. They're hiring agents, little undercover agents <laughs> to snoop. Baker, Baker, the thug, has a snitch line. As you know, you call 211 if your neighbors are out in their yard and they're having a beer with their you know family or having a cookout with their kids. And they're not masked up. You get 
to call 211 and say, excuse me, I'd like to report. I'd like to report. Someone is uh, breaking the rules. I need you to send in a, a patrol car to, you know, to take them away. They're putting us all in danger. We have lost our collective minds. It gets worse every day. This And, and I watched the, or listened to the press conference of Baker. He doesn't care at all that he's bankrupting thousands of small businesses, that he's putting restaurants out of business. It doesn't faze him at all. He's loving it. He is loving it. He is, as I pointed out, as I tweeted, he fake cried about some fictional fisherman one day. He can act like he's a great actor. He pretends to feel upset and he pretend cries. He's like, you know, a, a genuine, you know, actor. When you were when you were talking about Springfield, I was I was thinking about Salem. What is Salem doing this year? Listen to this quote from the mayor that you were just referencing. If you have not secured lodging or book tickets in advance for your stay, you may want to consider saving your visit till 2021. So she is saying, stay away from us. <laughs> just do not come here. And and, and it, it, I I got I can get the numbers right in front of me. The world of media numbers. The numbers in the lockdown states are worse than the states that don't lock down. Restaurants that go out of business. T- yesterday, there was a couple of iconic restaurants in Massachusetts. <clears throat> One Irish pub called the Kinsale, which I cannot believe is is closing their doors because I walk by, jog by all the time. And before the lockdowns, it was always packed. And I mean, it was hopping and it was loud and it was fun looking and it's a real Irish pub. That's where people go for the real Irish pub experience. It's right by City Hall. They're closing their doors. Not because of the pandemic, because of Charlie Baker and Marty Walsh, these two tyrants who put them out of business. And people, and did Baker say, I want to express my condolences to the owners, to the people who work there, the bartenders? No. No, and you think that the, the, the Kinsale is directly geographically in between City Hall and the State House, right. which means that Baker's staff and half of those Pauls in, in, in City Hall and the City Council. They go there and they expense their meals there. You know, we've been paying for Kinzale meals for these people forever. But right. no, they don't even get a pass. I mean, all of those, I'm, I'm, I assume we've already lost a bunch of restaurants in the, in the West End, you know, um, near the Garden and a, a whole bunch near the South End. I, we, the, the Central Square has been decimated, which is, which is awful in, in Cambridge. And we've, I mean, even Park Square in Boston, this is the legal seafood, legal seafood you've lost. But you're right. If you're a bureaucrat and you're an over-controlling bureaucrat, you look at Halloween, even without the coronavirus, and it's troublesome to you. You know, you've got people transacting with each other without Ooh. the government getting a piece of it, Ooh. which is already not a good thing. They're exchanging unhealthy candy, which is not a good thing, which also um, which also victimizes marginalized communities the more. This thing was ready, ready for government to need a reason to get in there and change it forever forever you, you hear why baker the governor is reasoning for not canceling halloween not that he doesn't have the uh jurisdiction not that that's not his job he didn't say that god knows he thinks he controls everything just like cuomo you know cuomo thinks he can stop jewish people from uh exercising their their first amendment right to 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 religion to express themselves the religion uh celebrate whatever uh he thinks He's not canceling Halloween or trick-or-treating because if he does, he's afraid the kids will gather together indoors and have Halloween parties. And God knows we can't have that. 
So he's he, the only reason he's allowing kids to trick or treat is because he thinks it will stop them from having um, uh, parties and get you know. And then if your six year old has a party with the other six year old Shattuck, they're all gonna die. Am, am, I, am I asking too much when I ask people, neighbors, friends? to just friggin' read up a little bit and understand that six-year-olds don't get the virus. Six-year-olds don't die from the virus. They don't transmit the virus. It's just, I, I don't know how much longer I could do this. I'm losing my freaking mind watching these morons, these, these mask fanatics putting masks on their two and three-year-olds in strollers. I see it every day. Here's, I'm going to, um, every day is something new. Yesterday I'm walking through the city and I'm obviously don't have a mask. I'm by myself. I'm not with anyone. There's no one. I'm, as usual, I'm all alone, six feet away from anybody. And I'm going across this bridge uh, right near downtown, right near uh, the garden. And an older guy, he's got a mask on and a hat, a baseball cap like this. And I'm 50 feet away from him, 40, 30 feet. And he looks at me. And we're at this point, we're 25 feet away. He takes his hat off. And he covers his oh. entire face like this and walks by me like this. Covers <laughs> his face with his baseball cap. I just laugh out loud. I never got within 10, 12 feet of him. And I just started laughing at the fool. He literally had a mask on under the hat, but covered his hat, his face like this because he saw me coming. People have lost it. I realize I'm, I'm losing it a little bit too, but that's because of these, because I'm so disappointed in my my fellow man, my fellow, my neighbors, my my na- friends, people that live near me, people that don't live near me. All right, today's episode brought to you by BetterHelp. I've been telling you about BetterHelp for the better part of two months. I've been using it for four. I told you kind of the pandemic and stress and all these things. It's insanely convenient. If you've been thinking about therapy or you've been thinking about seeing a counselor of some kind, betterhelp.com is where you want to start. You go to betterhelp.com and you put in exactly what you're going through, all right? depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, so many things that could be going on. You put it in there and they're going to match you with a licensed professional and they're all over the globe. All right. So wherever you are, wherever you're listening to the show, I know we have listeners from all over the place. They have licensed trained professionals to help you with exactly what you're going through and you can communicate with them in less than 24 hours. It's convenient. It's affordable. It's professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So here's the deal. If you go to betterhelp.com slash Callahan, you are going to get 10% off your first month. We want you to start living a happier, healthy life. You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com, betterhelp.com slash Callahan. Here's the latest from LA. Have you heard this one, Shattuck? The mayor out there, LA, who's another fanatic, who's another monster, who's another tyrant, Eric Garcetti. Uh, If you haven't seen him, he's the one who... Bow got down on his knees in front of a Black Lives Matter. Um, One of the ones. Activist, agitator. They told him to get on his knees, and he did. That's the kind of pathetic human being Eric Garcetti. They came out with the latest. I don't know if you can find this, uh, Dave, to put it up on screen. But the latest tweet from the mayor is demanding that you wear a mask in restaurants and put it on between bites. I tweeted about this and so did lots of people. It kind of went viral. They want, they literally have a diagram. Yes. I retweeted it yesterday. Uh, uh, name, and they have a diagram on how you lift your fork to your mouth with one hand, 
and pull your mask down with the other and eat. And then once the food's in your mouth, you put the mask back on and then you put the fork down with the mask on and then you pull it up. And this is from a, uh, a, a city agency, by uh, the mayor's office, telling you that you must put your mask on between bites. Yeah, Gavin Newsom it put out the same thing as well, and, and that's going to spread through the country. I think every liberal city in Massachusetts will have right. that as well. They love graphic design. They love that is such a Marty um, a Marty Walsh thing, actually. But no, they, they love that kind of thing. And what it's done is obviously driven businesses and restaurants out of L.A. Just look at Rogan left L.A., Ben Shapiro and his company. They're leaving right, right. L.A. You know, these the, it's untenable now. And this is just snuffing out businesses now, just harassing more and more, dialing back in Boston. Marty Walsh is really upset at you. Now we have to go to uh, status red again. I'm sorry about that. You really disappointed us. And bang, there you go. You suck away more income. And, and then to say with a straight face, we're going to allow you to have outside seating in December on City Hall Plaza. You can't say that with a straight face unless you're you know that you're just bleeping around. And they they know they are. And you're right, Jerry. Do you think that, that Thanksgiving is safe? Hell no, because Thanksgiving's got two two uh, health care. I mean, health public health crisis. One, the coronavirus. Two, Thanksgiving is based on racism. Oh, good point. Good point. So those yeah, are we- two. We should. That's true. There'll be some Antifa and BLM. They'll be rioting that that week, saying that we must stop Thanksgiving. Right. The first but thing I, I essentially, carry- in my mind, they've already killed it because I used to do two things on Thanksgiving. I'd, I'd run in a road race, and then those are canceled. Can't have people running outside, you know, no. because we're much better off staying inside, breathing on each other, and getting fat. Because that, you know, God knows that won't be a problem. But we we got to make sure all gyms are closed and all road races are canceled. Not that obesity is an underlying condition or anything. No. And and high school football, which they've already canceled for the most part, even though high school kids don't get the virus and high school football is a healthy uh, way to get kids in shape. And by the way, they're playing anyway. They're they're out there playing with each other, playing games, playing pickup football, pickup basketball. They're in the locker room. They're in the weight room putting uniforms on them and putting them against another town that would put their lives at risk. According to the morons that we've elected and this idiot mayor of Springfield or this idiot mayor of Salem or this idiot. Uh, where were, uh, did you find, find the LA? I'm sorry. Um, I, I didn't know you were the most rattled in the world about the Eddie Van Halen news. You've tweeted about it 25 times. I did find it though. Hang on. Who did? You did. You retweeted everything about He's an American Eddie hero, Eddie Van Halen. What are you I talking about? Eddie. I didn't tweet once about Eddie Van Halen. No. Hold on. I found it. I ended what? up finding it after 10 minutes. What are you there talking you about? I, I tweeted, retweeted, I think, Eddie Van Halen's son or his ex-wife. His ex-wife, Valerie Bertinelli. That yes. was it. I didn't say a word about him. I will if, you know, Shattuck wants to talk about it. But this is, if you're watching on Facebook Live, and by the way, we're expecting a huge audience because it's the Shattuck factor. Last week, Shattuck got uh, 50 million views well, but that's, that's the tweet from the mayor of la saying showing you there's the guy here it is on you you got your mask on and the second one you're lifting the food to your face off and then the food's in your mouth on <laughs> this is the office i'm sorry like this is the governor this is not garcetti although garcetti's worse yeah, this, it's is, the same thing gavin newsom they're the same they're both tyrants they're both destroying a once great state 
They're both just out of control and they're going to get worse. They don't want any cure. They don't want any vaccine. They love this power. Are people going to do that? See, I've given up hope of my, from my fellow man that people like the old guy I walked by yesterday that think that, that they're going to get the virus walking 20 feet away from another human being on a sunny, breezy fall day. They are that is that person going to cover their mouth between bites? I think uh, nobody's going to do that. It doesn't make any sense. It's too hard to do. But, <laughs> you know, what these are trends as well. You know, so people have done what they people want to be part of performative demonstrations. You know, this year, you've all taken a knee and you've done the thing. And now wearing the mask is a huge thing, even though these, these surgical masks, according to the CDC, aren't very effective in, in stopping coronavirus. They're effective in somebody preventing somebody from spitting in your mouth, essentially. But the CDC says, you know, you should be wearing N95 masks or better to prevent the coronavirus and the spread of the coronavirus. But the CDC also says to the public, you shouldn't buy the N95 masks because we need them in case there's a huge outbreak. So this is really performative with the masks and the, the pulling down the mask and biting. And it's not going to end. You know, there are more of these guilty guilty middle-class liberals who want more reasons to have to show how put out they are by the evil Donald Trump and they'll do whatever you want them to I know you, you maybe maybe you're right maybe after November 4th November 3rd it all changes maybe people are just doing this uh, I mean I know that's why go some governors and you know obviously some media people that's why they're acting as if you know we're all going to die because chaos helps their guy Joe Biden so maybe in three, uh, four weeks, it all ends. But it is disappointing to see what sheep, what lemmings people can be, that they will rat out their neighbors, that they will you know, say something about their neighbor's kids if their neighbor's kids are gathered with other kids. They can't think those kids' lives are in danger. They can't. But they're enjoying this power, and, and they are motivated by fear and they don't seem to care. I mean, I go nuts every time a nice restaurant or bar or an iconic place like Kinsale or, you know, Cheers or you know, Fours or in our city goes uh, every time the governor or the mayor puts another small business out of business, puts another gym out of business. I, I And I just don't feel like there's enough people that see it the way I see it. Did you see the news about uh, Regal Cinemas? Regal Cinemas. 550 theaters nationwide closing their doors. A very popular, very profitable movie theater chain, gone. Just gone like that. It's not even a headline. Are you telling me that you couldn't have a movie? I mean, I never go to the movies like Friday night when the movie premieres. I never go to a right. crowded. I wait a few days or go to a matinee. And it's never full. There's plenty of room. I mean, there's plenty of distance between people. Say it's a theater that holds 200 seats and there's 100 people or 75 people in it. Why can't you do that? It seems easy to, to distance in a movie theater. But they just out of fear. Well, first of all, the government won't let these theaters open up and distance. Secondly, people are afraid to go to the movies. Wear your friggin' mask between bites of popcorn, put it on. We're going to lose all our movie theaters. And people are like, yeah. I, I don't know how many movie theaters AMC has. AMC lost $3 billion already in 2020. AMC. 
Well, they're go- they're going to be next, I assume. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Regal is special. It's that's the way the business is going. The you know what the governor should be doing instead of standing up there and giving out the snitch line and telling people that they can't you know have trick or treat. They should be saying go to the movies. They should be saying go to the movies. Don't sit sure. next to a stranger. Go to the movies. Do what they do. Do you see the Patriots of Kansas City? They had sixteen thousand people socially distanced with masks and they all had a good time do that if you want if you don't don't but he should be encouraging people to go to kinsale or go to regal theaters uh, the idea that when this is all over these these places are going to come back they're not they're no no and in, in, and i know that we've said this again and again and again but remember 15 days to stop the spread back <laughs> no. in march was about fatalities we didn't want a surge because we didn't, we didn't want fatalities. Now this game about cases, more cases, there's more cases, there's more cases. Since when? It's a pandemic. Of course there's going to be cases. We don't even know what truly constitutes a case at this moment and the variance in, in, in how severe these things are. Some cases are no symptoms, like Kaylee McEnany right now is no symptoms, according to the doctors. Now Trump has no symptoms either. You know, we don't We don't know you know, that cases necessarily translate to catastrophic uh, fatalities. So far, it proves they don't. Right. They didn't. Oh, we no were unprepared in it's... big hubs with Democratic uh, leadership. But now, no. And there was no reason. Just look at DeSantis in Florida. There was there was a balance that you could strike to try to preserve some of your economy. It was would have been a hard no. thing to do, but you needed to have somebody with business and businesses in mind who knew that the lifeblood of these cities and these states our businesses, but it's, it's part of the big lie. And it's, and I realize that lots of people don't actually believe it, but they are uh, advancing this lie because it helps their guy, Joe Biden again, but cases don't matter. It's still, uh, it's about deaths and deaths per million. And if a bar, a iconic, uh, Irish pub like Kinsale in Boston, were in Atlanta or in Phoenix, or in Orlando, it would be fine. It would survive. These people who own it, who invested all their money in it, the people who work there, would be fine. So you tell me, why does it have to go out of business because it's in Massachusetts and not in 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 Phoenix? Why? Simply the government overreach, the overreaction of government. Now, that should matter to everybody. It shouldn't just matter to me or Tom Shattuck or, or Howie Carr. It should matter to everyone that the governors and the mayors in our state, these bums that we elected, are putting thousands and thousands of small businesses and all their employees, they're putting them out in the street just because they are so drunk with power. They are so aroused by their power that they wake up every day looking for a new way to flex their muscles. Here's what right. matters, right? You mentioned cases. Obviously, cases don't matter. I tweeted this out yesterday. We talk, we've talked about it a lot. And, and there are now over 70,000 college students who've tested positive since going back to school in September, going back to, to campus. 70,000 positive tests. Did you see this, this chart, Tom? Do you know how many are in the hospital? How many died? Do you know how many died? Um, I don't think did any die. Seventy thousand. Zero. Zero. Do you know how many are in the hospital? Uh, two hundred fifty. Two. Two. Seventy thousand positive tests in college students. 
that is what Trump was talking about. When Trump said, and he got, took a lot of heat, but he was 100% right, it, it needed to be said. He said, don't let it dominate your life. Don't live in fear. So people like this moron mayor in Springfield says if kids, young kids, 10, 12-year-old kids, go trick-or-treat and they're taking their lives in their hands, they're going to die. But 70,000 college kids age 18 to 22 tested positive. None died. Two were in the hospital. I'm going to guess the two in the hospital had underlying conditions, asthma, obesity. Maybe they don't even need to be in the hospital. Maybe they're hypochondriacs, but none died. That should wake people up. They should say, you know what? He's right. We're, we're living in fear, canceling our lives, putting businesses out of business for a disease that we know so much more about now. We know it targets the elderly. We know it kills people with other comorbidities. We know it, the average age of the deceased in Massachusetts is 82. The average normal death lifespan is 78. So the people dying, at least in Massachusetts, are four years older than the average person who, who passes away. Right. So the, and, and the average, they have like an extra three or four comorbidities. They're, they're, they're in the last year of them lives. It's sad, but it shouldn't prevent Tom Shattuck's children from walking around the neighborhood and enjoying Halloween. <laughs> we have we just fuck friggin' lost our friggin' minds. Here's the death rate. Death rate is all that matters, right? That's all that matters. Right. Cases don't matter, particularly young people who don't even know. Like you said, Kaylee McEnany, Stefan Gilmore, Cam Newton. They don't even know they have it. Death rate, top number one state. Wow, I didn't even know that. New Jersey has passed New York. Number one, New Jersey. Number two, New York. Number three, Massachusetts. That's uh, almost 1,400 deaths per million. Number four, Connecticut. Number five, Louisiana. Number six, Rhode Island. That's one, two, three, four, five, uh, five out of six in the Northeast. Five out of six have the strictest lockdown rules in the country. Five out of six have hardcore authoritarian liberal governors, mayors, elected officials who are you know, busy canceling sport, high school sports and Halloween and Christmas and everything else. They have the highest death rate in the country. When do we wake up and say these lockdowns, these measures don't work? When does that happen? I think it probably happens when we when we see that more people start dying from the flu. So I think that'll split the country even more. But uh, where you'll have half the people say, oh, my God, we got to keep on cloistering and wearing masks, obviously, seasonally every year. Um, but um and then half the country will say, this is BS. We've lived with the flu before. When, when? I mean, but, but don't they know now? I mean, this is available. You want to know the info? I realize if you're watching CNN with these, that clown show, or you're watching you know, MSNBC, that you might not be getting the information, but it's available. You should know now that the average you know, victim of coronavirus is 82. Shouldn't you? Is that that hard to, to find, that information? No. You would think not, Jerry, but, you know, it's funny because we talk about the effect in Salem now, like societally, what, what is this going to do in Salem? Now you're going to have narcs and rats amidst the crowd. Like, you, yep. you know, somebody, some dude dresses Jar Jar Banks is going to be speaking into his lapel, you know, ratting out clusters of kids, but also we're making businesses, you know, act abrasively towards the public, you know, and there used to be a good partnership between businesses and the public. There's this famous video now showing, 
uh, people holding a funeral, socially distanced apart. Oh, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. It's okay. amazing. I don't know if you can find it, Cullinane. I tweeted it. Lots of people tweet about it. It's from the UK. It's a funeral. The, the camera's up above. It is the most disturbing damn thing. I mean, obviously, nobody dies except the guy in the casket. Uh, it's not like watching you know, a BLM riot where they're beating up or, or they're trashing some poor Hispanic kid's birthday party. That was a good video that came out yesterday. But I tweeted about it. It's so inhumane. It's infuriating. It's a funeral in the UK. And in the middle, in front of, next to the casket, is the widow. And all the family members are spread out like eight feet apart in chairs. And there's only like 10 because that's all you're allowed to have unless you're John Lewis or Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who are deities. They get to have their you know, old fashioned funerals. They get to have unlimited crowds because they're special. You know, if you're special, you can have a funeral. If not, if you're just a regular work, you know, if you're a World War II vet or somebody that just lived their life the right way, screw you. Ten people's the limit. Anyway, the widow is in the middle, and one of her sons is on the side. The widow's obviously upset. She's crying. He comes over to console her, slides his chair over to his mother, and this asshole middle director runs up the aisle and scolds him. Get you, and you can and you can hear it. You know, get you get back. And the and the idiot son. I'm I'm sure I shouldn't say that. The poor guy's grieving. He does what he's told. And I am, uh, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say I would snap right there. I would, I would take a swing at the guy. He's telling this son that he cannot console his mother. They're family members. I'm pretty sure son, mother, they've been together a lot. They aren't endangering either. Neither of them's endangering anybody, but this monster, this little, this little Charlie Baker of a funeral director yells at them. It is. It's my privilege to have been asked to conduct our service today to celebrate the life of Alan Wright. I therefore offer you all a very warm welcome as we unite in love and friendship. To that doesn't disturb you. If you think that is called for, if that's appropriate, then I don't know what to tell you. You don't belong in this country. You should be. Well, but that's, a, that's the toxicity of, of the, like this authoritarian bender that, that these people are on. Is that you're making that that guy just may want to save his business, and he's been told by the state, "Hey, we're monitoring you. We've gotten reports, and we will shut you down." That guy could be teetering on the brink as well. I mean, you got to assume that a lot of these folks who have died from coronavirus, and a lot of these folks who are not just dying, you know, are having financial troubles. Then this guy might be, you know, week to week. Oh, don't make excuses. You I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that this, it's, it's. It's toxic. This is what you do. You're, you're poisoning the, your your society here, Jerry. You know that after, if there are any Halloweens, we're gonna have a whole bunch of pictures of little kids you know, dressed as Harry Potter characters, and if they're not socially distanced, there's gonna be grainy pictures of them all over Facebook. These are what the people do now for their leisure time: is to document and look and say, "Wait, there's seven of them there." If this is your son, please think of the rest of us. You're killing people here. And people right. consider that a real thing. I, I mean, he's got these obnoxious, you know, coffee clash community shows about masking up, and the little coffee cups now have masks on them. <laughs> like this is a religion. These people. This is a theological uh, experience for these people, and it's freaking crazy. It's it's just sad, and it's just. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm 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 depressed. It's 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 depressing me to see how my fellow man is is behaving. Plus. 
Really bad news this morning. I think we could move on. We got a lot to get to. Really, Wait, before, really you get there, what, before you get there, though, what? So everybody keeps saying, though, the only thing that could change that could get people out of their homes is a vaccine. How quick? Do, if a vaccine becomes available, how quick do things turn around? Because I don't even think that. Helps. Uh, I tell you what doesn't turn around: the five thousand restaurants in, in Massachusetts, the twelve thousand restaurants in New York City. They don't turn around. They don't come back. They don't. We'll never. The Regal Cinemas. You know, you better hope. I don't know. Amazon distribution centers takes over because there's going to be a lot of vacant buildings. I just pulled up that one, like an article on the cinemas. It is horrifying what they're going through. It is. It is. Oh yeah. Cinemark, Cinemark last quarter had seventy million dollars worth in rent with no revenue. <laughs> like it's just hard because they none of them own the buildings, and that's the issue with the restaurants too, right? They don't own. They're all renting. Yeah, the and then we have morons. Our elected officials are like like AOC or Ayanna Presley or Joe Biden who will side and say, right, let's cancel rent. And then what do landlords do? Landlords are the biggest victims in this whole thing because there's no sympathy for them. There's sympathy for renters. And this they say, oh, don't pay your rent. This is a you know tyrannical uh, dictatorship. Don't pay your rent. Then what happens to a landlord? What happens to them? Right. They go bankrupt. Like, right, you know and then what happens to the banks? I'm I'm, I'm going to start a, a riot. You guys want to riot with me in favor? We're going to do it in support of landlords. In, in landlords. Screw renters. I'm going to support landlords. I, I put all my money into the Minnesota bail fund. I have nothing left <laughs> to help out landlords. <laughs> Which brings us to tonight's debate. But first, let me tell you about Shade Concrete. I got a new, I got a new Shade Concrete. I want you to pay attention because you know what? Maybe you need a building. You know, everyone could use a building now and then. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They've, they partner with Easy Set Worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications, such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete manufactures, delivers, and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support with a focus on cost efficiency and quality control. Each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can, uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike, other, you know, wood, metal, they do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today. Or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. I want to get to this because, first of all, I want to get to the really sad news this morning. Two, two very sad, I shouldn't say sad, bad news, uh, disturbing news. Stefan Gilmore, New England Patriot, tested positive for the coronavirus. He's the best player on the team. He might not be the most important player, as we saw Monday night. That would be Cam Newton, but Cam Newton and Stefan Gilmore. Two like, of our best two of our best players. Two, <laughs> two best players are out. Fortunately, you're playing the lowly Broncos, but still. Oh, maybe it'll be, that game is not happening. You and I both know that game's not happening. Well, maybe that's best because those two are really important. But also, 
I don't think I'm going to be able to handle this. Can you, can you give me a, can you hold me, hold me Shattuck? Cause first thing this morning when I woke up, I click online and I see the Boston Globe has endorsed Joe Biden. I feel like it's over now. I feel like there's no hope. I can't believe that. I mean, that must've been neck and neck for a while. I'm sure they're up. You know what? <laughs> I, I picture, I picture millions of undecided voters today picking up the Boston Globe and saying, well, you know, now that you mention it, I think I'm on team Joe. I think I'm with Biden. The Boston, I mean, first of all, who even reads? I mean, I've, have you seen, I, I haven't seen a Boston Globe anywhere and I've been in the city and walking around and running and this, I mean, nobody reads it. Secondly, it hasn't had influence in like 30 years. They could endorse. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Um, it, but they got a, like a big cartoon and all the reasons, you know, one of the reasons we have to, uh, we have to uh, vote for Joe Biden to stop the climate catastrophe. If we don't vote for Joe Biden, the seas will rise and the force will burn. It will all die. When do we get past that nonsense, that silliness? Obama told us if we voted for him, the seas would subside, recede. The, the rising of the ocean yes. would stop. Now, that didn't ha- even though he had eight years to stop the rising seas, he didn't do it. So now we think his feeble uh, vice president will take office and he will stop the seas from rising. I know that most, you know, hardcore, you know, globe readers, Biden supporters, they're not the brightest people, but does anyone actually believe that, that if we elect Joe Biden, the seas will recede and the forests will no longer burn. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there was more burning of the forests, of course, 120 years ago. Uh, in California than there is now, and um, so this this idea that it's an industrial fallout that is the keys for this. But the Globe, remember, in 2019, said Elizabeth Warren cannot run the editorial board; that she cannot run; that she it doesn't have the qualifications, and she's got ethical situ- issues now, and this is not her year. And then in 2020, they endorsed her for president. Um, I think it was the time, didn't the times endorse two women for president? Yes, they were, it was Klobuchar and Kamala, I believe. You know, yeah. Couldn't I, decide. Can you imagine the, the, the mask power in that room in the editorial board with the globe, the funny masks, the RGB masks, you know, the, the little signature masks, the, the Michelle Obama masks. I can't imagine. Yeah, they all wear that lacy collar thing that she wrote better. Good. They're all walking around with yes. that. You know, yeah. they're, they're struggling. They're struggling. But I, you know what? I didn't really think it through. So I guess I'm on Team Joe now because, you know, I don't want to die, Tom Shack. And I think if if I elect, if we reelect Donald Trump, I'm pretty sure the sun will kill us all. And, you know, the world will probably end. So it, uh, that's what AOC, who's who's one of the advisors, close advisors, confidants of Biden, that she said the world's going to end if we don't stop climate change and uh, adopt the new green, green new deal. So I'm all in. Right. I have, I feel like tonight we're going to, and, and turtle boy has been on this for a while, but I think Mike Pence is an underrated debater. And I think he will learn from Trump's uneven performance against Biden last week and he will hammer away at a few points that need to be made, like um, the bail fund, the Minneapolis bail fund, Kamala Harris. And by the way, lots more rioting last night in Portland and New York. And this this is a new one. If you missed it, the Jews are rioting in New York. Um, but if you if and, and they're not burning buildings, they're they're just 
They just want to worship their God, and Cuomo, that tyrant, won't let them. So God bless them. I'm finally supporting one of these civil, uh, one of these insurrections. I'm with the uh, Jewish community in Brooklyn. But the Antifa scum is burning buildings again. They're attacking cops again in, in Portland last night. And Kamala Harris is on their side. Those are Biden voters. Those are Kamala Harris supporters. So if if Mike Pence uh, is smart, and he is, I think he ties that right around her and, uh, you know, uh, drops that right in her lap tonight. You bailed out this vermin. You bailed out these people, these anti-American, these anarchists, these scum. You support them. Let's hear you denounce them. Now I realize the moderator is another Biden stooge. Every right. debate, Shattuck, every friggin' debate is moderated by a Biden supporter. Why is that? Why did Trump allow that? I know. It's it's idiocy. And I mean, I guess Chris Wallace wasn't <laughs> ostensibly. I guess he was the uh he was the the that made the deal. He was the compromise, I guess. He's the worst. He was the worst. I mean, he's worst. He's the wolf, he's the wolf and wolf's claw. I mean, he I hate Chris Wallace more than I hate any newsman because he is clearly a Biden supporter. Clearly if you ask about Charlottesville, you expose yourself as a Biden supporter, a Trump hater. You I know? agree with that. I agree with that. I do think that Pence, you know, he is the, the leader of the coronavirus task force. So he has to be ready to uh, lay out the scenario if she and Biden had been in charge. And remember what Biden would have done, including keeping the uh, flights coming in from China, you know, in, including being behind and Trump's own mask initiative. You know, NBC had a story that I just saw from March saying what this is in March, why Trump has failed the coronavirus test. And the gist of the story was, is that he was telling the uh, the coronavirus task force that there should be masks. And they said, no, we don't think masks are that effective. And he said, but doctors are using masks. Why shouldn't people use masks? And they said, no, 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 no. We don't want to run on masks. So he should be ready. I mean, um, uh, Pence has to be ready to go right at her. Certainly go after her for the riots and the the hypothetical for coronavirus and the fact that she's got no soul, really. She's got no ideology. Right. She'll say whatever, it, whatever it takes to get by. And he should specifically bring up this. Because in those debates, you landed haymakers on Joe Biden. I mean, they were his teeth were like chiclets all over the stage. And now I believe you that you're fully supportive of him. How does that transition happen? How do you go from being such a passionate opponent on such bedrock principles for you? And, and now you guys seem to be pals. It was a debate. <laughs> Not everybody landed punches like you did, though. It was <laughs> a debate. <laughs> so He's got to bring that up and that's bring a, up the fact that ev everything she says tonight is disposable and just there to, because it's a debate and she's going to lie and she's going to be untruthful and he's got to turn, he's got to get her on her heels because if he gets her off balance, she will say whatever it takes to get out of that moment. Whatever you know, it takes. That, that is a great cut. I'm glad you played it because it, it, a couple things. That is um, the downside to being a Democrat is you're never held your feet held accountable for anything. You could say, we know what she did in the uh, primary, in the primary debates. She attacked Biden for being a racist and B sexist. She believed Tara Reid. We know that that was less than a year ago. 
And she can just laugh it off with that stooge Colbert and just say, it was a debate. Hey, what does that mean? So you're in a debate and you lie? You're in a debate? You don't tell the truth? Or what? If that's a Republican, they're forced to explain their position it, you, because you're a Democrat and you just can giggle. And by the way, she is the most unlikable. I mean, she's like almost at Hillary level of just unlikability. You know, that that laugh that 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 look she's just surly and she's just uh, i mean she's and and if pence presses her on it she's just going to giggle and i realize that this moderator it'll be two on one again i'm ready for it this time it'll be two on one again but he can hold her he can he can hammer away at that in his kind of understated way which will be refreshing after watching Trump, you know, attack Biden for his class rank in law school. I think Biden, I think Pence will stay on message. He'll talk about the bail fund. He'll talk about her attacks on Biden. It, he'll do well. And she'll, you know, look, obviously, to the moderator to help her out. And the, I'm sure the moderator will. But I kind of, I mean, maybe my hopes are too high. But I think Biden, I think Pence will do very, very well. I completely agree. He's a totally different cat than Donald Trump. And she is not. She is weak. She's always been inflated. People have always been, you know, they give her the uh, yes, slay queen, you know, compliment all the time. Like, wow, she schooled him. She schooled him. But she has no defense for anything, for anything. You know, Tulsi Gabbard blew her up. She didn't make it to New Hampshire. I know. She never she never was in a primary. Didn't go. Didn't make an Iowa. She was out. In 2019, she never made it to 2020. And I say it all the time, but there was a poll, I think it was the last straw, last the end of last year, among black voters, black Democrat voters, she finished fourth behind Liz Warren. She was less popular among black Democrats than Liz Warren, obviously way behind Biden, way behind Bernie, and behind Liz Warren. She is a terrible candidate, a terrible choice. And I think, I hope the country sees that tonight. But this is going to be frustrating because the idea that Trump was riding high till the virus, I understand that. The virus was devastating. It cost, you know, trillions in in, in, in our economy and, uh, and, and jobs and businesses. But <clears throat> when you press a Democrat and say, what would you, what, what did Trump do wrong? Biden has, has virtually no answer to that. Biden obviously would have been much, much worse. There would have been a much higher death toll. He would not have stopped flights from China. He would not have stopped flights from Europe. He would have uh, invited people to go downtown to parades, just like all the Democrats did, just like de Blasio and, and Newsom and, 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 and Garcetti. None of them took it seriously. So why do we think anything would have been better under a President Biden or a President Hillary? It wouldn't have been. No. And if you you said if you press Democrats, what they'll say is that he told Bob Woodward that it, that the virus was much more serious than he told the American people, um, which is not true. He talked so much about this virus. He said everything that he said to Woodward to everybody else. The only thing he didn't say was that it was airborne. And at the time he said that nobody thought it was airborne. There was nobody saying in the CDC that, that it was airborne. They thought the CDC was telling us then. That it was essentially, you know, touching by hands and uh, and coughing on each other, but not that the particulates would go into the air and the, the definition of airborne and uh, in travel, you know, and so that we were we were you know susceptible to a much greater degree. And so no, I mean he's inarticulate. 
and he bumbles and stumbles and he thinks out loud in front of people. And he says dumb stuff. And I say it all the time, Tom, if you just, if you can remove what he says, like dumb things, like ripping Biden for having a really big mask. If you just leave that out and talk about what he does, which they won't do because it doesn't help Democrats. Then tell me what he did that was so nefarious. What did he do that got people? I mean, what did he do? Forget what he said and tweeted and just tell me what he did. They got nothing. And and if you look back, and I realize this doesn't help Democrats, their guy, Fauci, you know, the the the, the icon to the totalitarian left, not only did he say you don't need a mask in March, and so did the Surgeon General said you don't need a mask, masks don't help. On March 9th, I believe it was March 9th, Fauci said, don't hesitate to go on a cruise. So if you listen to Fauci and went on a cruise like March 9th, 10th, you'd have been trapped at sea for like three months. He is a fool. He's been wrong about everything. And I, and another great move Trump made was bringing in Scott Atlas. Scott Atlas, who's against lockdowns. And uh, obviously, that was something that Trump needed because lockdowns are disastrous. Lockdowns don't work. We see it every day. We see it in Massachusetts and New York and New Jersey compared to, you know, Texas and Florida compared to Sweden, you know, compare Spain and, 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 you know, Italy to Sweden. Lockdowns were a mistake. And Scott Atlas was brought in to point that out. And I hope he does it every day until people finally understand. Right. But generally he is losing the public perception right. on on his handling of the coronavirus as the health pandemic. But also with his F up yesterday saying that he was going to table stimulus till after the election, then he loses on the financial part of the uh, pandemic as well. And that could be devastating, Jerry. That what he did yesterday was uh, it was essentially detonate his campaign in that he's got to fix that immediately. This is not good news. He's given something. He's given Kamala Harris all she needs to mention tonight, really, right. is that the president doesn't care. He walked away from the table. Now, the facts are, of course, that Pelosi has been obfuscating for months and couldn't give a damn about people getting their checks. You know, she's got a huge comprehensive pork bill, you know, including social justice. Well, right. stuff and exactly. crap. But, 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 that's no, but it's that, that's tougher to explain to the American people. Trump's the one who tweeted that he's walking away from the table. That's a freaking bad look and he's got to get something to, this is the 28 to 3 moment for this see, see, i think i think he's counting on people to do a little a little bit of homework and look into it read into it a little if you're just sitting there and you're just a brain dead democrat and watching cnn you go well trump doesn't care he doesn't care about people if you say what did pelosi demand if you ask that one question and you find out she wanted you know, money to go to illegal aliens and money to bail out to, uh, you know, New York City and, and it's Seattle. Then the average person in, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania is going to go, screw them. Of, of course, I'm glad that Trump is holding the line. But again, he has to hold, he has to count on the getting through, you know, getting past the media, getting past the, you know, the disinformation campaign. And that's hard to do. I mean, it hasn't worked so far. It's getting right. Getting a little discouraging. I will oh, agree something with could you. happen. Sure. Something could happen. I mean, it's a long shot. And this is it's really it is a moonshot the way that, that Trump has put all his chips on that the that all his chips on. We have to be show strength. We want to get back. We're a better country than this. Let's stop being afraid. So the American people aren't there yet. If in the next three weeks they can get there to where he is, yeah. then that's a game changer. 
Well, you got two debates, and hopefully he does better, and hopefully, you know, the moderator's not totally, totally in the tank like Chris Wallace was, and hopefully Biden, you know, loses his way. I mean, a lot could happen in those two debates, and I think you're going to have to be taking some troops home in the next four weeks. Hopefully that's a factor, and, you know, hopefully the economy continues to bounce back, and there's only so much that the you know, the machine, the, you know, the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN can lie. There's only so much that they can uh, do to help this feeble uh, Democrat, Joe Biden. We'll see. And tonight, tonight, you know, will be interesting. A couple things before we go. Um, how, how, you know, we criticize Howard Stern as much as anyone. Been doing it since he hired his, his Marcy Turk, this woman that, that doesn't allow anyone on the staff to talk to Howard. And he's, and he, he decided to totally, totally sell out, become a you know one of the uh, one of the beautiful people, and spend his weekends with Rosie O'Donnell and and tell Ellen how much he loves her dancing. And he had Hillary Clinton studio for like two hours, and never asked her a single tough question. Did nothing but kiss her her uh, ample ass. Um, and I would criticize him every time. And I guess we all have our price. He is a total sellout. But at some point, selling out is worth it. And we we now hear that uh, Stern's about to sign a deal with Sirius to stay at Sirius for $120 million a year. A year. All I could say is if you flash that kind of dough in front of me, I would I would suck Ellen's toes too. So. <laughs> well, I guess I mean I guess it depends how much he clears out of that, right? I mean, Baba Bowie must be making uh, you know, a million, two million bucks out of that. I even, hope. even Howard, who's not known as very good to his people, as we've heard from Artie and Stuttering John, um, even Howard will share the wealth to some extent. And uh, you know what? All he's gotta do is show up every day, bash Trump, kiss Biden's ass and in cash massive massive checks we all have our price and i guess i commend him my hats off to well they had so he, he was, yeah he was uh somewhere between 80 and 100 million dollars a year in his last deal and sirius cleared a billion dollars in profit last year so Incredible. It's, it's still worth you know as crazy as it is it's worth every penny to that company every and is that all subscriptions do they have ads on sirius uh, yeah, they do, they do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Singer, and uh, yeah, he has certain ads. I mean, it's like there's some ads he can take, and others he, he can't. But he'll just continue what he's doing. Just continue to you know, you know, suck ass on all the usual suspects, and you know, all the you know, to have whatever Andrea Mitchell on, or have you know, probably have uh, Anderson Cooper, and I mean, just he, he's one of them now. He's not the guy we fell in love with twenty, thirty, uh, twenty years ago, but. Hey, if you're going to sell out, for, if he's a tentpole for satellite radio, then I think that's overall a healthy thing to have live radio exist somewhere, uh, albeit however short term, is probably a good thing and probably will benefit. Uh, but even just think about like he's their most marketable asset, which is kind of crazy because even I mean, I know like Bruce and uh, who else like Dave Matthews band has a channel. They're not like hosting talk shows like he does, but like they're it's, I mean, it's good. Wrong. They do have good politics you know they do have the patriot channel and the potus channel and you have a lot of you know politics on there for now which is very hot for now but you i think stern even though i mean what the deal he made and i'm not talking about the money deal the deal he made with the devil allows him to get big name interviews i mean last week was chris rock and and machine gun kelly and these people know 
that he won't ask any tough questions. If you're a politician, you go on with him. I mean, if, if Kamala Harris went on today, he wouldn't ask about the bail fund or about her attacks on Biden. He would kiss her ass and say how wonderful she is. They know that he's a soft landing spot for them. It's like, you know, going on with, you know, Colbert, they're not going to get tough questions. They're going to get the usual, the love they want. And so they know it's not the guy that, that was so great 20 years ago. But again, it works. It works. It's very, very profitable. He's never going to fly commercial again. You know, he's, I can't. I can't decide if I like him for his loyalty to Sirius in in the sense that you know loyalty. They give him one hundred twenty million a year. That's not loyalty. Easily, if if they're going to pay him one hundred twenty million a year, clearly they're making a shitload off of him. So he could easily go and launch his own, even just a podcast. Then the same, especially what does he do? Three days a week. He does three I days think, a week. Can you imagine three, a three, three episodes a week of Howard Stern on podcast? He would become bigger than Rogan overnight. He's got the greatest job well, ever. He doesn't even do it early anymore. I think he comes in at like seven, you know, and he just shoots the shit with, uh, with Robin for a while. Then he kisses some celebrity's ass, and then he goes home, and he's got a big mansion in Palm Beach, you know, near all the other beautiful people, and uh, probably has a jet and goes back and forth from Manhattan to Palm Beach. It's a great life. It has worked for him. Well, Dave brings up Rogan. Isn't it interesting that Rogan's got to deal with this insurgency at Spotify, which he just pushed back on, by the way. He essentially called them woke babies. But Stern is so safe now that even with his past, there's no insurgency, you know, against him. Now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I kind of like Ellen. I like her dancing. I think she's wonderful. (laughs) Can you get get Hillary on? Because I want to talk about all these uh, These these unfair attacks on on my girl Hillary and you know I I really think you know Kamala is she's everything she's everything she's well have you seen her shoes Jerry I love the the shoes are everything when she wears the Chuck Taylors I get a little tingle up my leg you know as part of the patriarchy the shoes are kind of in my face and I'm forced to listen to her which I appreciate and I I am now that the globe has convinced me I'm all in on Team Biden I do think you know. I like I like to spend a lot of time at the beach, and if we don't elect Biden, the beach is going to just be go out, going to get washed away. We need to elect Biden and save the earth. So I'm in. Well, I'm I more mean, impressed too with Doctor Jill Biden as well. Oh, doctor, no, she. I mean, a, in this pandemic, we need a Doctor Jill around. <laughs> and to me, she's symbolically yes. all of our doctors. Yes, I know she's, and there's nothing like a doctor of what is it, elementary education, <laughs> Doctor Jill. Mark my words, in the end, she's going to be a villain because eventually people are going to go, Joe Biden is not all there. Someone has to pull him off stage and put him, you know, make him comfortable. And that was her job. She is a terrible wife, a terrible person for putting her husband out there for all the world to see as he declines. You're right, Jerry. You look at that. You look at that. The last debate and Trump got got so many shots in, so many jabs in on Biden that if somebody said it like this, and I think it's right, that he, Trump just didn't let him fall because he wrapped him up like a boxer would. Instead of just letting Biden fall, you know, Trump wouldn't give him the space to fall because he was trying to maul him too much. I think in the next debate, uh, although it's a town hall, which means that all of the uh, yes, undecided and, and voters will will yell at Trump about yeah. stuff. All the undecided voters. <laughs> yeah, they like their and and the moderator is a former intern for Joe Biden and a former PR guy for Ted Kennedy. So you know he'll be perfectly impartial. How the hell does that happen? Anyway, 
we got to go. Your thoughts, your thoughts, Tom Shattuck, on the late, great Eddie Van Halen. He was a, what an American treasure, an incredible story. Family came in from Germany, I think. As a kid, he learned to be a, a pianist and drummer and then switched as a teenager to guitar. He invented real heavy metal. He was a brilliant guy, a great, as great a composer as anybody else, and probably the coolest guy for about four straight decades. See, I, I would, I would agree. See, I don't know what makes a great guitarist. I see the lists. Rolling Stone will come out and hear people say, you know, Eric Clapton or Jimi Hendrix or uh, you know Eddie Van. I, I mean, I know what I like. I don't, you know, I like, you know, I like Springsteen. Is he not a great guitarist or or uh, no. you know, Stevie Van Zandt? Well, why not? Why not? I like the way it sounds. Why Kenny Chesney? Is he not a great guitarist? I don't know. What I mean, but I will well, say this. Eddie Van Halen was different and he was uh, unique in that you would hear a song and say he stand, he stood out. You'd say, you know, like uh, running with the devil. You'd say, that's a great guitar riff. And I don't know what makes it great. I don't know why other guys can't do it. I'm not that musically, you know, in, inclined, but here's what I'll remember about him. He was always, he always looked like he was having a good time. You know, yes. there was an era there was an era where lots of heavy metal guys were dour, you know, and I mean, you'd, you'd never see like, you know, Led Zeppelin or Jimmy Page like laughing, you know, he'd be serious because he's a you know, serious heavy metal guitarist. But Eddie Van Halen was always laughing and smiling. And even now, the pictures that everyone's tweeting out, like picture Sammy Hager has a picture and David Lee Roth has a photo together and they're always laughing and smiling. Unfortunately, he's always not always often has a cigarette and a drink because he, uh, he died of, he had lung cancer and he died of throat cancer. So I don't think uh, living the rock and roll life was very healthy for him, but he did look like he always looked like he was having a good time. Yeah. I read, uh, I read a blog this morning. It's from a book where he was having like a, what do they call it? A jam session with limp biscuit of all people in LA and they were smoking weed and he hates weed. So he storms out of the jam session, gets out of there and he leaves all his gear behind. And the lead singer of Limp Bizkit, Fred Durst, wouldn't uh, answer his phone call, so he couldn't get his gear back. So he showed up to Fred Durst's uh, house. He pulled up on the lawn in an assault vehicle uh, that he got at a military auction. And he knocks on the door, points a gun at Fred Durst, and says, give me my gear right now. <laughs> now I really like him. Just a badass. <laughs> Just top to bottom a badass. Uh, and, and, you know, there's all kinds of songs. I know the the all the classic rock stations are playing them all. But now you listen a little differently. You listen for him and not David Lee Roth or Sammy Hager. In fact, I think when I think Sammy Hager wasn't as good as David Lee Roth, you know, as a lead guy, as a singer, but I do think they had a better time, you know, like he just, yes, he did. they had more fun. They didn't have a high maintenance, you know, lead guy. They, they, and, and it was probably cool with, with Eddie. He said, you know, we're, we're going to just have fun with Sammy Hager, whether, you know, we make rock history or not. We're going to have a good time. Right. Well, and also I think Eddie respected Sammy because Sammy was a good, good guitarist and could Eddie could practice on the keys and keyboards and Sammy could play guitar. Sammy also, Jerry, you'll be happy about this. A diehard Trump supporter. That's true. That's true. And that, you know, there's not many of them, but uh, especially uh, today, you're not allowed to, um, you're not allowed to come out of the closet. I, I, I heard, you, you, unless you're John Voigt or James Woods, who, by the way, James Woods has been blackballed. He can't get a part. And 
and and John Voigt's 82 and is not really looking for a lot of parts. I got to say this before we go. Very disappointed. Ben Shapiro did like an hour and a half with John Voigt. Mm-hmm. Never asked about Mickey Donovan. Not one question about about Ray Donovan. Not one. And I'm sitting there going, man, lots of people are new to the party here. Young people, they don't know about Midnight Cowboy. What about Ray Mickey Donovan? One of the great characters in in uh, you know cable TV or in you know. I mean, it was I'm not falling for it. Uh... Uh, Jerry, you told me 15 years ago I needed to watch 24, and that was an overall disappointment. So I'm not following. 24 for was disappointing to you? Fantastic! Oh, yeah. it was a great show for a while. So did you try Mickey uh, Ray Donovan? No, no. Not my yet. wife got rid of Netflix. That's where it would no. be, right? It's not. Uh, no, it was on Showtime, so it'd be on Showtime. Oh, Showtime. Yeah. oh, it's a it's a great show, and it was just canceled. They don't even get a finale. We'll never get to see Mickey Donovan again. It's kind of sad, but. If we can get John Voigt on this podcast, I promise I will ask about uh, Mickey Donovan because he may, he was great in that role, and he's and he's old and he's out there, you know, t- drinking and doing drugs and fighting and everything, and it worked. It was a stretch. It was one of the great characters in TV, and Ben Shapiro never asked about it. It was really disappointing. But anyway, anyway, we wouldn't do that um, tonight. Big debate. Pence, we both picking Pence in a uh, TKO? Correct. He will wrap her up in one question that essentially there'll be awkward silence after her laughing, and the moderator will try to extract more of an answer from her. She won't do it. She'll laugh more, and it'll be uncomfortable for everybody, and that'll be the moment. I'm looking forward to We'll we'll have the uh, full recap on that tomorrow, and uh, we'll uh, have all the latest New England Patriots to test positive for the coronavirus, how many? How many have to test positive before they cancel the game? Or I don't know. I just saw a tweet out of uh, Denver that the game is, uh, you know, going to happen. But this, this is, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it hasn't. They, they have to assess the situation, but I mean, they're, they're, they're prepared for. A, I don't know whatever it is. A half a dozen. They have all kinds of uh, protocols in place. But if it like goes all through the locker room and there's 10, 12, 15 guys, then I assume you have to postpone it. But And I assume if you're the Patriots, you do everything you can. Hell, you get someone like the Scrubs and you say, you know, here, go over there and uh, and let Stefan breathe on you. We need to get the numbers up so we can get this game postponed. <laughs> Until Cam Newton is right, you want to, uh, you want, you know, you want to wait. You don't want to play at all if you can help it. I just think in a couple of years they'll all play with the coronavirus, like the like the Pats did in 07 versus Indian when they all had the pneumonia and they're all no, sucking no, wind. Don't, don't don't compare it to pneumonia. See, no, that's no. right. If you compare it to pneumonia, Twitter will take down your po- YouTube will take down the post. You can't do that. Compare it to the flu, they'll put a warning up there saying this is disinformation. Uh, anyway, we'll 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 talk about that another day. Tom, that's Tom Shattuck. He's the host of the Burn Battle podcast. He's our political analyst. He's predicting predicting Mike Pence by TKO. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Plus, tomorrow we're going to have Ellen on, and I'm going to tell her how wonderful she is. We're going to have Hillary on. I'm going to tell her how wonderful she is. I'm angling for that uh, yeah. serious XM gig. I wouldn't demand 120 million a year. I'd settle. No, for we just need we just need one percent of that. It's not a yeah, big. Deal. Yeah, one percent of that would yeah. be good. But I would I would absolutely sell out. We all have our price, and uh, I believe I believe Howard Stern got his price. Congratulations to Howie Hamptons, and uh, thanks to DCU and to Shea Concrete and to Allied Paving. 
Thanks that you can follow all of us on Twitter. Tom Shattuck. What's your Twitter? Uh, account? At Tom Shattuck. At Tom Shattuck. At Dave Pelling. At Jerry Kelly. We're all there. I think I'll be tweeting. I don't know about you guys. I'll be tweeting about the debate tonight. I'll be tweeting about all the all the uh, closings and uh, all the restaurants, all the small businesses that get destroyed by this lockdown. It's getting crazy out there. I'll be eating breakfast with my mask on because that's important. Every other bite. Don't forget. Between bites, put your mask on. Um, this is the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.